I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello, I hope you're all well. Uh, we are live on LinkedIn as normal, so if you want to say hello on there, please do so. We're also live, uh, hopefully, on Twitter as well today, so uh, we'll see how that goes. But I hope you're all well and staying healthy and warm and safe. Uh, I understand there's some snow for you some places. I've got my Christmas shirt on. I hope you like it. Um, highlight of this week's been a webinar that we ran uh, looking at financial accountancy-based uh, examinations in Surpass, and we had some excellent speakers and presenters on there. Uh, we had a couple of representatives from ICAS uh, that talking about their experiences. We had Andy Thomas from CPA Canada talking about uh, the, how they've delivered examinations. And we were also due to have uh, Janine from uh, Psyker on the uh, webinar as well, but unfortunately, uh, some illness within her team with COVID meant that she couldn't make it because of a workload had suddenly skyrocketed. So we do hope that she and the rest of the team are, are really well. So, uh, and everyone else really, please do stay safe and healthy at this time. If you do want to watch this webinar again, then go to spass.com slash webinars and you'll be able to watch that and other webinars that we've shown over the course of the year uh, and beyond, really. We've had quite a lot of content. But there was really one fascinating story that stood out for me, uh, and that was from Andy Thomas uh, from CPA. And Andy was talking about how they'd managed to deliver examinations uh, during COVID uh, for the candidates as part of some of the final examinations they needed to do, but they did it by hiring lots of rooms in hotels. So uh, let's have Andy tell the story. Sure. So so um, I'll preface it by saying that we, we run all kinds of um, exams, lower risk to, um, to our ultimate, to our final um, accreditation exam. So what I'm going to talk about is, is just our final accreditation exam, which um, we, um, we write once or twice a year or, or, uh, and, and is, is a high volume exam. So about 10,000 students um, back in September of this year during COVID wrote this exam uh, across our, the country. We made the determination uh, several months prior to that, that we were not comfortable going to a remote proctoring environment. One, because we, we don't use remote proctoring and so it would be a big risk for us to go um, to, on this exam to go there right away. And, and we were not um, satisfied about the, uh, the different logistical things like internet connections, uh, integrity and whatnot. Having said that, so the, um, what, what we decided um, was that we would, instead of using exam halls across the country to deliver the exam to 10,000 students, we would rent individual hotel rooms for all 10,000 students across the country. Um, and so that, that's essentially what we did. And so back in September, we rented, uh, as I said, 10,000 hotel rooms, roughly 200 hotels across the country in various exam locations. Um, and really the students loved it. Um, so there were, it, it, was, it went off without a hitch. The students each got their hotel room. They wrote in their own exams. We rented them all computers. We set them up for them. So we controlled the whole situation. And that was really important to us. And so from a student standpoint, they loved it. It's a three day exam. So the students would write a day, go home, write it and come back the next day and write in the very same hotel room, go home and then, and then come back for day three. And so that, that from the student's point of view worked really well. At the back end, administratively, it was a heck of a lot of work. So, so logistically, um, setting up 10,000 hotel rooms and we also used live proctors within the hotel. So we had 2000 proctors 
um, as well, um, which walked up and down the hallways. Uh, so the students would have to leave their, their door open to their hotel room as they wrote the exam, and the live practice would walk up and down the hallway to make sure everything was cool. So um, went really well. Uh, we're starting running it again for our next set of exams, which is in May of this year. Uh, and uh, but uh, that that's that's what we ended up doing for the large scale um, in person in person exam. That's a, a fantastic story. That's really interesting. And so you've got these proctors or invigilators who are walking up and down the hallways. All the doors are open to the rooms where the candidates are taking their, their test. You've controlled the environment already, so there's no, you know, there's no way that there could be anything like in a remote proctor scenario. There's always a nervousness that there might be something in the room that's going to help the candidate. But you've taken care of that. You've controlled the room, um, and you probably. Um, the, the, I'm sure Canadian hotels are extremely happy with CPA Canada, uh, given that they're probably short of business at this uh, current point. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that certainly worked to our advantage. We were able to get hotel rooms at a relatively reasonable rate, uh, given COVID, and they were, they were sitting there empty. So. It's a fascinating story, and, and I think it, it's one of many fascinating stories that we've he heard this year about how people have adapted to the challenge of COVID and either um, uh, taken a different tact or adjusted the way in which they work or just been so inventive in, in that approach um, really is great. Um, Jim did a brilliant job on that webinar as well, and it's a really interesting one to watch. Um, you saw Robbie just drop off there from iCast, and there was a, a few internet kind of issues as part of it. So um, fair play to Jim, he did a fantastic job. As part of that session as well, uh, Adam did a bit of a demonstration of the TBS question type, um, which is new to surpass, and it's one really worth looking at if you're in the area of task-based simulations, environments where you want candidates to have access to Word and Excel style uh, examinations and resources. So I'm going to play this now for you and you'll be able to see what uh, Adam's talking about. Here is an example of the finished product, a task-based simulation that has been used in Surpass by community members, CPA Canada. I will now take you through the simple steps required to achieve this goal. Even an advanced item type like this, with its countless potential permutations, is, as you will see, straightforward to create in Surpass. Like any other item type, you can create a TBS from within item authoring. Our dedicated UX UI design team have done a stunning job with the interface, making it clear, intuitive and straightforward. The form-based process is logical, leading you from one step to the next. The first step is to enter question text in the box provided. The bulk of the content creation occurs within the edit content dialog, found in step two. The crucial areas of content creation we will be focusing on today are item content and rubric. Simply navigate between the two by selecting the tabs at the top of the dialog. We will return to cover rubrics shortly. Item content is added in elements known as widgets. There are two main types of widget, a rich text editor and a formattable grid. These elements are added to an item by dragging and dropping them onto the screen. The drag and drop functionality behaves intuitively as well as giving you the freedom to alter the appearance of the item as you see fit. Formatting functionality consciously mimics standardized formats for familiarity, allowing your users to focus on what matters. Grid elements also replicate standard table editing formats, so SMEs can jump straight in and begin creating content. Each cell in the grid can be designated as stimulus 
or candidate response. Those requiring candidates' input can be numeric entry to allow candidates to enter a numeric value, percentage or currency, or an options list to enable candidates to select an answer from a set of predefined values. As an item creator, you can choose to enter numbers, formulas that replicate standard spreadsheet functionality, or text into a cell. These values will be static and are used to inform the candidates' responses. The range of available options when creating a TBS is exemplary of the countless permutations this advanced item type can have. It is this variety that allows your organisation to assess competencies in more and more realistic and comprehensive manners. We have seen how the task-based simulation enables you to create assessments of almost limitless variety. The same can be said of the ways in which candidates earn marks. This is in spite of the TBS being entirely auto-marked, saving you time and money, as well as a whole host of security concerns. Candidates using the TBS are assessed by measurement opportunities, or MOs. MOs outline the criteria candidates need to achieve a mark in the form of assertions and keys. Each individual assertion is a correct response from within the grid we saw earlier, and each key acts as a group of these assertions. Assertions can be combined within a key to form an AND relationship, while keys form OR relationships between one another. This means candidates must obtain all of the assertions in one of the keys to gain a mark from the MO. Creating multiple keys therefore provides alternative ways in which the MO can be achieved and consequently the marks obtained. Clearly then, MOs can be set up to contain one or many assertions under one or many keys, adding to the possible permutations of your task-based simulation. To choose how many marks a candidate will earn by meeting the criteria of an MO, navigate to the item creation screen. Each MO can be tagged with its own metadata values for reference and for analysis. Now we have seen how to create a TBS, let's see how the task-based simulation is presented to candidates in exam delivery. Again, the interface is an intuitive one, adhering to contemporary UX principles with which candidates are familiar. Attention is immediately drawn to the grid cells that require a response, and responses are entered in a logical and straightforward fashion. As such, your candidates can focus solely on the assessment and not be distracted by the technology. Thanks, Adam. Adam did a brilliant job walking you through that, and that has formed part of a really excellent webinar, uh, conversations also about AIG and other technologies in the, the realm. I think what stands out from the task-based simulations is its role that it could be used in numerous other types of uh, examinations. So they don't have to be just finance and accountancy. There are lots of other opportunities there as well. If you are interested in that, then please do speak to your account manager and they'll be more than happy to talk to you about how that can be set up within Surpass. Um, so just so the news that's going on really at the moment, um, our latest uh, Christmas post that's going out on news uh, is just our kind of festive treat uh, and Christmas menu. So what we've done is pulled together uh, starters, main courses, appetizers, etc. in the right order um, of all the things that you can in indulge in, uh, articles, podcasts, webinars from the year that you would just find really fascinating and really quite interesting. So please do take a look at our Christmas menu and you can go to spass.com slash news to do that. 
Other news of other events coming up. So in the new year, we have a webinar on the 11th of February. Uh, that's going to be with our new uh, proctoring partner. As part of our partner network, uh, we have Examity that's joined us, and I've got some more news to follow on them as well in a moment. Um, if you're interested in that, uh, then please do pass.com slash sign up. Um, other events that are happening as well. So 25th of January, uh, Manny and the team are in their pop topic pop topics conference uh, so please do check that out if you want more information about that and other events that are taking place then go to spas.com events you can see spas.com is the place to go for all this um and then we're asking the question really as we look to hopefully what will be a better year i'm sure they'll have a slightly shaky start but 2021 should all be well be uh, a bit of a different year we've learned a lot from this year we've been through a lot of um trauma uh, I know a lot of you have worked very, very hard, and I really do take my hats off to everyone out there who's been just trying to keep businesses going, uh, keep assessments going, keep examinations going, keep working mentally themselves as well. But we'd love to hear your 2021 New Year's assessment re uh, resolutions. We'll be sharing out some of our own team's uh, resolutions in the new year, so please do look out for those. Let's have a quick look now at some other events and information which are going on. So. Um, so we have uh, out on what I've seen out there has been really fascinating. MBME, SPAS community members have put out um, a post on LinkedIn regarding uh, an article about natural language processing, um, so NLP. So please do check that out. It's quite an interesting uh, concept, interesting read uh, for anyone who's uh, interested in that area, uh, certainly in terms of accessibility, but also just kind of winding up the assessment scope, then it's probably worth really checking that out. As mentioned, Examity, congratulations. Um, they've... Uh, received new certification for online proctoring as part of the IMS uh, global network. So well done to you guys. Uh, and also well done to our sister organization, Virtual College. So anyone who knows uh, BTL and our chair, Bob Gummersall, Bob is also chair of Virtual College, which is based just over in the valley uh, for our uh, UK side. Um, and congratulations to um, Virtual College. They're really, we've seen a lot of great news coming out of Virtual College. Uh, this year in terms of new activities and events uh, and new areas of interest. So please do check them out uh, if you want some more information and uh, speak to myself or one of the team. Um, also, some events that are coming up. So Gateway have got a webinar coming about the essential digital skills qualifications. And I think this is more of an orientation for those um, looking to take them, but it just gives you an idea as to this, all the hard work they've put into this qualification there. So congratulations to uh, gateway on that. I know it's it's been a, a big push for them. Uh, credible. Uh, some of you may remember we did a podcast with them uh, a couple of months ago. We're hopefully going to be doing an event with them in the new year as well. Uh, that's just in discussion at the moment. But they've got a, a blog out there, a post about um, making the decision uh, between build or buy, and that's a common conversation that's had. Um, on the same subject of digital credentials, uh, some of you may have heard me talk last week uh, about a webinar that was going out um, by uh, Ginger and the team. Um, uh, so it's worth just checking that out and watch the previous episode on this. I also just wanted to throw in there, this is a, one by the World Bank Group. Um, they've launched a, a, a funding uh, innovation uh process really where if you've got ideas about um, the ever-changing classroom then um, and innovation and technology that could help with uh, teacher load then uh, it's worth checking out I believe there's some funding as part of that almost like a prize system so um, if you are looking to break out into that area then please do check that out you might be uh, in for some uh, funding opportunities and then just in terms of jobs just reaching out to the members of this past community so Silex um, uh, 
Shatter Institute of Legal Executives as a past community member there looking for a director of education. Uh, Virtual College, uh, mentioned again, uh, they're looking for learning technology sales. And then, really, we talk a lot about jobs that are going, but I just want to give a shout out to Cynthia and all the fantastic work that she's been doing as part of the certification network group. And really, just a, a, a big round of applause to everyone um, as part of the certification network group uh, who've managed to turn what is quite a, an interesting informal a face-to-face session this year into uh, quite an interesting virtual session. I know the team have been attending those a lot, uh, and we've been we're very proud of our sponsorship of that particular organisation. So, well done, to Cynthia, and well done to everyone else um, who may be standing down on the board. Uh, we may have some news to come about other members on the board. So that's it from me. Thank you very much. I hope you all have a. A lovely Christmas break. Um, I won't be back next week. I'm going to have a couple of weeks off on this. Um, but we'll see you in the new year. Stay safe. Um, and uh, let's all look forward to a slightly better 2021. Um, take care and speak. See you soon. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit Surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.